This is Obsessive Comic Disorder. As always, I'm Gene DeWeber, and today my guest is Chris Cox. Yeah, we just turned into terrible morning radio. Well, yeah, my show yeah. happens in the morning, so that makes sense. We have a mar- marrow button. You do? <laughs> we do. Oh. <laughs> you know, uh, we pull it out. <laughs> my, uh, my Zoom recording equipment, the splitter, does have options for sound effects i just have too much respect for myself yeah no well again i'm pretty sure we have the same yeah we we probably do yeah those four buttons right there are yeah sound effects <laughs> you can program those i know i uh i just I, it's not this isn't that kind of podcast at least How not right now dare you be more respectful than i am of <laughs> yourself <laughs> you know and the people who listen to your show i I'm more concerned that you need to be more respectful for yourself, sir, and the people on your show. Yeah, the whole six audience members I have, okay. they know what we're about. <laughs> you know what? You've learned who... I mean, you also you also record... So, remind me what your, the name of your podcast is. I've been Everything on Everything and Nothing. Everything and Nothing, which is on Shady Plants Radio, correct? Yeah, we're yeah. there, we're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever. Yeah, but all yeah, that stuff. Shady I mean, Pines is where we, like, air every Thursday. Yeah, so that's your, that's your current, that's, like, what you're doing right now. That's, like, your current, um, when you're not doing comedy, like, that's your big, sort of, project, or do you have anything else you're working on? I mean, no, it's pretty much that, and then things that Charlie and I spin off of from that. Okay. Because Charlie, you, my co-host, you've met him. He's uh, He's not a comedian. No, uh, he's a nice he's, guy. He's just, yeah, he's just super chill, and uh, he's he's pretty good at coming up with, like, game shows. Game shows, okay. Like, we hosted trivia together for a while, Yeah. Um, and so one of the best parts was the physical activities portion of the night. Um, for like, we had a Super Bowl Sunday, uh, yeah, trivia at one point. Oh, nice. And we had, we bought these little foam footballs and we grabbed some trash cans from the Dollar Tree and we're like, great, two of your people <laughs> are on that side. One of your person's over here with a trash can. You got to shoot these in. Most points yeah. wins. And they were like, what? What kind of trivia is this? I'm like, exciting <laughs> trivia. Fucking get on it. You're two points behind right now. Like... <laughs> That's uh, so you're you're almost doing like Japanese game show style stuff, right? Which there. is funny because I don't think that's the way Charlie sees it. Charlie sees it as British comedy because that's. I mean, they do they do have some in his own head because yeah, we we watch a lot of Taskmaster together, um, yeah. and I think that's where his brain goes with it. That's fair, and I mean, but I obviously yeah, went I, to Keshi's Castle in yeah, my brain. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the Japanese don't have the. Uh, like they're not the only ones who do zany stuff. Yeah. Like they, you know, they for sure when you think of like that hole in the wall show that they did for a while, that was based off of Japanese. Yeah. Um what is it? Wipeout? I don't know if that's Japanese or, or Korean though. The uh I'm not sure actually. Cuz they yeah, it was like total whatever. I forgot the name of the show, but it was that the Wipeout is based off of a show that's Nah, that's like Asian. I know that. That makes sense. It used to so. be on, uh, at least for a while, I was on um, Spike TV. 
and they would do what they would do is they would they would show the people and then they would Eng- put English dubs. So what you're talking about is called Maximum Extreme, and the version yeah. of that that they dubbed is what I just referenced to Castle. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, I, I remember a totally different title, but they probably they probably have changed. MXC is what you would have MXC. seen on the screen. Yeah, but that's Maximum Extreme, and I don't remember what the MXC. Okay, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. we are talking the same thing. Okay, we, we're on the same page. Yeah, that's what Wipeout is, basically. It's the exactly. American version of that. So, Which, by the way, we did it worse. Like, do we agree on that? Takeshi's Castle yeah. is a sick-ass game. Someone and, actually died on Wipeout, from see, what I understand. on Wipeout? Yeah. Like, they, they didn't, I don't think they aired they didn't know episode. how to swim? What? I don't know. Uh, I heard something about death, and I think it was like, because I think right now, isn't is it is Ron Funches? I thought I heard he was working on that. Maybe I'm thinking of something else. I have no idea. I don't know. There was like, there's like, it's posted by comics, by comedians that have more money than us. So, <laughs> which is most comics. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, audience are you know the ten to twenty five people depending on who decides to listen to this episode. Uh, <laughs> I said the negative six people that decide to listen to this particular episode. <laughs> um, we we have been we are we are both very bald people, um, and we have been for there was a while where people would just confuse us. Yeah. Uh, uh, what is her name? Uh, Sarisa Hall, Rissa Riss. Yeah. Uh, she is 100% convinced that her and I went to a show in some other city together. Like, we carpooled together there. Uh, and we didn't, so I assume you did. No. I've told her every time she's told me this story that it is not me and that it's you. And then she is just adamant that I'm I wonder, wrong. I wonder who it really was. Cause and now that I know that it's not you, yeah. I, yeah, I'm like, well, then who... <laughs> Who did you go with? <laughs> I'm glad you had a great yeah. time. You should probably figure that guy's name out. Sarisa Hall. Uh, yeah. Riz is, yeah. I think, what her, her comedy name is. Yeah, I have never done a show with her. So, it wasn't me. I need to... It's funny, I've been in the comedy scene too long to still not know who most people are and get people confused still, so... I, yeah. uh... I'm very upfront that I don't pay attention so yeah now i feel like i need to look up this person and like maybe i did work with her and just didn't know it just i don't, don't know. remember we're talking like pre-pandemic so i dude that was that even did that even exist like i don't yeah in the before times i feel like that's before the before times <laughs> it's like the bbc I, I know what you look up it's fine. Um, British Broadcasting Channel News. Why would you go news? They have so many good shows. I mean, they I do. mean, their news is actually better than ours. Their, their news is is better. So yeah. that's, that's it. True. Doesn't have the um, unless it's like an opinion piece. It doesn't have. It just well, says opinions. what happened. <laughs> yeah, but it's exactly like we don't need an opinion piece in the U.S. for it to be an opinion piece, right? Like a our news article will just say the most terrifying thing possible or the wor- worst possible thing, and it could like be like a small little footnote in what would be the actual news. So, yeah. <laughs> well, that's their job to sensationalize and sell papers. <laughs> it's true. I uh, and that's I think a thing people don't realize. Like their job is not to provide news anymore. It mm-mm. is. 
to sell. It is to market a product. Well, I uh, was it Anchorman two made fun of it back in two thousand thirteen. So it's been it's not exactly new either. It's been like this for years. Yeah. Oh yeah. As soon as as soon as they realized they could make a car chase news, that's when you know. Which, to be fair, once upon a time, a car chase was news. Mm. Yeah, I guess. Now it's Tuesday. I mean... (laughs) And Wednesday and Thursday and Friday and Saturday and Sunday and Monday. Pretty much any day. Yeah. I mean, I'm almost, and you know, this is jinxing myself, but I'm almost, like, disappointed I haven't been um, pulled over for more reckless driving, really. Um, Like, you just do that a lot? No, but, you know, I feel like, like, feel left out still. Well, that... By the sounds of it, know. that's your own fault. <laughs> it's true. I, I try to, I try to be safe. Although, you know, I, I am definitely like, <laughs> I definitely do a lot of California stops. You know, where you just like slow down and then go through the yeah yeah. Unless there's a, unless I see someone who might give me a ticket. You know. Yeah, I was gonna say specifically a cop. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's someone just handing out t- tickets to concerts. I just don't want tickets. I just don't care. Like that makes mean a ticket refers to meaning I have to go somewhere. Have that wasn't an interesting term. Yeah, because you could always just sell those tickets. <laughs> then wait, can I? Then those tickets are working wait, for wait. you. But can I sell a parking ticket? I mean, <laughs> are you good at marketing? <laughs> uh, I uh, I don't know. You should ask the twenties of people that listen to this. <laughs> I'm hearing no. <laughs> I say that, but like I was talking to Bjorn about this. Uh, Bjorn RG or Ryan Gorman, depending. Um, I don't know. Do you know Bjorn? I know of. You know of. Okay, so I was talking to him, and he's like, "Yeah, there's like you don't really want like it's funny because people will make jokes about having small audiences, but someone could be listening to this like ten years in the future, and." there might be a more significant size audience. He's like, I don't like to do that. Cause like, I feel like it's like, he's like, I feel like it's, um, like alienating to the audience. Cause at that time they're like, this is, what do you mean? You're like, well, whoever, you know, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I, I'm very upfront with my audience. This is why our merch is sort of particular. We've really only got mm. two kinds of shirts. Okay. One is the everything and nothing logo. Okay. Uh, and then the other one just says everything and nothing. And then in like shitty letters, very professional. Oh, and okay. that's, <laughs> <laughs> I, I haven't even created merch. I should do that. I have a, I mean, I designed my own logo. I, you know, you've seen, you've seen yeah. the logo, right? Yeah. I've changed it like three times. It's been times. updated. Yeah. Yeah. It's been updated mostly because <laughs> when I was, I don't know if it's, I don't know if I am dyslexic or have ADHD but I will get really detailed in something and then realize it's the wrong, like, like in this instance, the thumbs were in the wrong direction. Right. And it wasn't as easy. It wasn't as easy as reversing the image of the thumbs because that's not how it works. Right. Yeah. Now you've got to draw an entire different half of this hand, really. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> what most people don't know, what I, I'm, I'm, I'm revealing my hand, but like the... um. I was able to make it so that the thumb that I originally drew now just looks like the pinky that's bending down. Cause I actually took a picture of myself 
um, which my uh, my logo of me just looks like if I got into good shape and look like Mr. Clean. But, uh, you know, I like how you think this is what good shape is. That is a toothpick, sir. That is the not logo? a human being. The logo? Yeah. Have you seen the most recent logo? Maybe. Maybe not. OK. I'm curious if you have, because I don't think you're thinking of the same one. All right. Let's see. I'm going <laughs> to got my laptop here. Comedy current logo is neither one of those uh so this is the current logo okay you are correct that i was not thinking this yes you're thinking of the older one yes the original the older one is a toothpick this looks like a person yes this is much better yes that's why i updated (laughs) it because the older one the thumbs were in the wrong location Look, I didn't even, I never got to that part. I never noticed, saw that. No, what I saw was a very <laughs> anemic and emaciated being. And well, I was very worried about the kind of image you wanted for yourself. It was also, I was trying at, when I first started, that was the art style I was using for my comic strip. And so I was trying to like put them hand in hand. But even in my comic strip, the most recent one, I definitely put a more realistic body. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, I, I went the opposite way. I made myself look fatter. So <laughs> yeah. Obviously, this is an audio format, so nobody sees what I'm showing him right now. But I, if you look at your phone right now or whatever device you're using, the logo that you can see right there, that's the one I'm showing him. Which looks like a person. Which looks like a person. It lo- and if you go back through his Instagram you'll find the old version somewhere up towards well, the top. So, so the, the other thing is I realized I was trying to, I can't remember the name of it. There's a painting or drawing by uh, Leonardo da Vinci where it shows the man and he's got like the different arms. Yeah, that was what I was parodying originally. So my shirt was off in it, but then I realized that it, was just weird. It was kind of weird and well, it would have been better. But the fact is that part of the joke is that all the books are covering in front. And right, it makes more sense now to just have me holding two books. And yeah, I mean, who knows? <laughs> By the time you're listening to this, yeah, right. future audience, it could be completely different. <laughs> now it's just an actual depiction of an angel, like a biblically accurate depiction of an angel. If you look at just it, a, it will burn your eyes out. Yes, it will. Um, but I, it is a tamically correct, a not very large penis. Look, Raphael just wasn't packing. Yeah, that's true. If this was Gabriel, maybe it'd be a different story. <laughs> Speaking of uh, oddities and things that are interesting. I was wondering how you were going to pull this off. Uh, we <clears throat> read a comic book entitled Chew by Jonathan Lehman, or John Lehman, as he puts his name on here. As he apparently prefers to be <laughs> yeah. called. And, uh, <laughs> Rob Galdery. I admit, I did not know who did these. <laughs> So, Jonathan, John Lehman, I always want to say Jonathan. Shows that I care. John Lehman is the writer, and Rob Guillory is the artist. Okay. So, yeah, and then they have someone else do colors, because that's just norm, normal yeah. standard, and there's probably someone who does inks, maybe, who knows. Right. I have terrible indigestion. Upset stomach, diarrhea, hey, pep doop. Anyway. Yeah. You were, you, were, you were drinking too much Pepto-Dismol and your poop just looks like a black tar. Like, no, because I always thought Pepto-Bismol was for rich people. We just, I just, we're, I just exist. We just doctor filled this moment here for a second. 
<laughs> I thought that like a dollar fifty. <laughs> what do I need yeah. that shit for? I'm gonna get over being sick eventually I mean, anyway. You know, I I have for sure a certain level of, uh, and this is on topic because we're talking about this. Is this comic book is about food? <laughs> so for right, sure. we're gonna get around to explaining what this is about eventually. <laughs> but first, we have to hear about Gene's indigestion. <laughs> yes, I for sure, very most likely, have some form of an issue with uh, lactose, but I don't care. I mean, look, that's a superpower in this fucking show. Mm. Comic, whatever. It was. I would have watched a show. I would have watched it as a show. I would definitely. I assume Adult Swim is who would have picked it up. It was actually going to be a live action on Showtime. Uh, No, I would not watch that. I would watch a cartoon. Yes, I agree. That's. (laughs) I agree, and that was one of the reasons why, like John Layman, even said they stopped making the show because it was too much. It's the same. There's actually a little little trivia about this. And we still haven't gotten into what it is about, but there's something about this comic about how they had worked on multiple art styles because the original art style they used, they were like, no, this is just horror. Like, right. Like this is a, so the, the basic premise of this is a few, few important details to start off with. Uh, this is uh, this is about uh, like five years or so after a bird flu that killed a large quantity of the population of humanity. Yeah, they're gonna unfortunately, as I was reading through this, I was like, oh, this is some stark fucking yeah parallels. I'm having to go through on this <laughs> lovely weekend. That's beautiful. Yeah, they lose yeah. like a hundred thousand people overnight. Something to, like that. Yeah, uh, a quote unquote avian flu. Yes, yes, a quote-unquote avian flu. I don't know how much spoilers I'm supposed to do here. We, I think that I, it's good to do spoilers. I think that it's, it might not be a bad idea to kind of like, kind of walk through a little, maybe not completely linearly, but like maybe describe talk about yeah, things as much they, as we much yeah, as we can. Yeah. Um, obviously, I always say this. You know, if you are not wanting spoilers, read the book, come back, listen to here. You know? Yeah. Um, but so the main so one of the things and this. I thought it was interesting because I feel like they could have tied into like the weird stuff that's going on with all these food powers. They have everybody like there's several people with food related superpowers in this, right? And they're all food related to one extent or another. So it's like if the X, it's like it's like if in the DC universe how they have the metahumans. It's like if everybody was just vegetable lizard man basically or whatever the fuck the guy's name is from Doom Patrol. There's like a character called like lizard vegetable human man or something like that. It's re- that's dumb. <laughs> it's, um, it's intentionally so. Shoe makes it cool though, so that's yeah. Nice. So the main character, his name is Anthony Shoe or Tony Shoe. Tony Shoe, as he calls himself. Um, which the comic spelled C H E W. His last name is C H U. Right. Obviously, this is a pun for sure. Yeah. Um. So he has the power. He is what's called the Sibopath. Which, what it means is he gets a psychic connection to anything he eats. So, for example, he could eat an apple and taste the pesticides. He can see, like, the situation of when the apple fell from... If it fell from the tree or someone picked it from the tree. Yeah, the entire life cycle of that apple. He can experience. He can experience. He can also, if he eats, like... A cow, he can see if it was slaughtered or if it died all natural causes, whatever. 
Or, you know, <laughs> if he eats something else, he can also get a psychic connection to that. So this starts off and he is just a he's a he's like a homicide detective. Yeah. To start off. And he ends up finding out that there is a he there he he's they're searching they're they're like following someone. They see that there are these um what is it called? I forgot the name of it, but basically like uh speakeasies. There's these speakeasies yeah. for chicken. Specifically because chicken. chicken is illegal. Because of the avian flu. Because of this avian flu. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So chicken is illegal. He is uh, with his partner, which at least to start off, it seems like they don't get along very well. That changes as it goes along, but... Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's more they they just have the flexibility to push off of each other enough to be mad at each other. That's fair. Yeah. And sometimes they pretend to be mad at each other for their own benefit. Yeah. yeah. And so it's, who knows what it really was when we first got to it. <laughs> it's true. So what happens is, is there's this guy, his name is uh, Savoy. I'm trying to remember his first name. It is. Yeah, I don't know. The tip they, of my just, tongue. they just yell at him He's by a, his last name. Yeah, he mo- they mostly call him Savoy. Savoy. They're, he has a first name. He looks very Scottish. Yeah. He wears a kilt. He's got a, he's got like one of those, uh, newsy hats. He's got, uh, yeah, he looks very Scottish. <laughs> In fact, uh, another little sad thing, it's kind of sad thing. Uh, before Robin Williams died, they were actually working on an animated movie and Adam, Robin Williams was going to do the voice of him. Aw, yeah. he would have been great. He would have been fantastic, honestly. Um, so, and they were going to have uh, the guy play, I forgot his name all of a sudden, but the guy who plays Glenn on Walking Dead was going to be the voice of Chew. Okay. And Felicia Day was going to be the voice of Ollie? Amelia Mintz. Of Amelia. Okay. Mm, yeah. Which we'll get to here in a second. So they end up going in there. Um, one of the first things you see in the comic is a little like, they do the, it has kind of like the procedural feel where they show a little bit of something beforehand that's important to the yeah. crime. So in this instance, you see the chef cuts his finger. Well, what happens is <laughs> the chef was a murderer, was like a serial killer, would like eat people, lock him up, all this stuff, you know, terrible things. Well, Chu gets the soup because he's a, he's kind of more by the books, kind of square. He's like very, it's to him, it's very important to uphold the law. Yeah. So he ends up, uh, yeah, so... You know, uh, John, I forgot his last name all of a sudden, too. That's fine. Doesn't I matter. Put, I should have written down everything here. I should have. They don't call him more. by his last name very often. They mostly anyway. call him by John. They just yeah. call him John. Yeah. So, fucking. So, John, uh, which ends up uh, ordering like basically your John regular, fucking loves chicken. He does. He orders like your regular like KFC he's getting family the meal. Yeah. He's getting the buckies, he's getting <laughs> the mashed potatoes, he's getting everything. Chew is like, What's the soup? And the, the chef is like, chicken. Yeah. <laughs> you see, you see like anger in the letters when it happens. Um, so he takes, he tastes the soup. The blood of the chef was in there. So they go in to bust the chef because, oh, stepping back because I, I have ADHD and realized I didn't put any important information here. Savoy gave him the code to get inside. 
So that's just a jump back and then forward. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I've realized listening to this sometimes. So Savoy is with the FDA, the Food and Drug yes. Administration, which is actually in this universe, like almost the highest yes. fucking branch of the government in the land right now. They are, there's the FDA, the Food and Drug, there's the USDA. Which and, is like right below them. Which is right below them. And then there's NASA. Which, which is all the way at the top. But yeah. not yet, not at the beginning, I don't think. I don't think so. Not either. until stuff happens. So yes. we, we, we meet Chew out back, right? He's cornered this guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's like, I know there are 13 names. Because yes. Chew's like, he's got it in his head from yes. the soup. And the dude refuses to give him anything, makes him kill him. Uh, and so Chu just fucking noms his face off. Yes. <laughs> just hom, hom, hom. Which and, gets him fired. And then promoted. And promoted, yes. He <laughs> In gets the fired same first, 30 yes. seconds. Yes. <laughs> what a day at work, guys. Yeah, it's a hell of a day at work. Uh, and John gets uh, axed to the face. Or no, uh, not an axe. Like a cleaver. A cleaver to yeah. the face. Which at first appears that he's dying, but instead he's a cyborg now. Now he's cyborg. He's a cyborg. He's a cyborg with a half of his face is cybernetic. He has GPS. He's got access to cell phones. He can do whatever the fuck he wants. He's got Bluetooth in that bitch. Yeah, it's great. There's one point where he literally plugs a phone into his his face, you know, to get some information. Yeah. It's it's honestly kind of at the time. It was 2009 when this comic came out. Now it just seems like something that could happen. Right. I don't know. <laughs> to me, it felt very much like their sonic screwdriver for a lot of things. Oh, that's fair. Or like yeah. their, I guess more like their R2-D2. Hey, how do we get through this? Fucking John did a thing with his head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he did what? He, I don't know. He stared at a thing and there was a projection and it worked. What do you want from me? <laughs> We're on to the next part, the exciting yeah. bit. Leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> so once he gets to the FDA, um, he has a partner. Who is Savoy? Savoy becomes his Savoy partner. Savoy is his partner because Savoy is also um, a, a psilocybin. Psilopath. So, uh, <laughs> sure. Look, I, I'm not going to know. I, in my head, these have a meaning, and so yes. the word comes up, and be- I would rather just go, I know what that is. Yes. Than sit there going, the audience. The audience doesn't know. Yeah. So, yeah, he's. Their power is what we've mentioned, is obtaining yes. the essence of things through consumption. Which, as it goes on, expands. Evolves. It evolves. Um, and I will, uh, ah, I can't wait to get the part, I have some cool comparisons. Anyway. Okay, we'll get into it. So, uh, well, I just. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> just, I burped, but it sounded like a cartoon, like, like, cute little pet thing. I don't know. No, it didn't. We'll call him Groggle. Groggle. Yeah. He's a... Kind of reminds me of Morph from Treasure Planet. Yeah. 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 Anyway. um, (laughs) So... So Chu winds up in the FDA. Chu runs up in the FDA. He's got a boss who hates him. Yeah. Applebee, which I'm just going to call him Applebee because that's the part of his name that I remember. That anybody ever says. Yes. Uh, at any time, Applebee's a, a dick and a half. He's a dick and a half. He's got sweaty armpits. He's uh, just he's like beyond sweaty. It's yeah. It's it's like it's green. Well, so one of the things that 
they went to the side because originally I think they were still going to be cartoony, but it was going to be darker and everything. They went for just 100% just fun. Just the the artwork I can only describe as fun. Like, and that's fair. It's it's very very vibrant. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got a lot of bright popping, fucking. But yeah. it'll also like find ways to make itself opaque to itself, which is sick. Yes, yes, and it, it's it's it, they get away with showing very grotesque, terrifying things because it has that sort of juxtaposition between these two different the dark and this just bright just like like i my i was about to say like just like almost like on acid my favorite thing is when they do show people on drugs <laughs> yeah they just turn into furries <laughs> i not all of them oh that's true no that is a thing that happens i guess chu does it he anthropomorphizes and then um john does cuz he turns into a fox john i Chu's think is a bunny rabbit John is a fox. I think John was just sucked into Chew's thing, though. I think but we then, were seeing it all through Chew's But legs. then there's that girl we're, we're going to talk about. I'm just going to talk about character from later on. Dizzy. Yeah, she's she, she absolutely does She also that. just always wears fake she ears. She just is a furry. She so is a furry, yeah. So <laughs> that's why that happens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what happens with Chew. <laughs> it's, yeah, but it's fun. It is fu- It's It's kind of fucked up what occurs to have that happen which we'll get into a little bit yeah Yeah. we will get there but yeah so so yeah applebee let's get past him he's he fucking hates chew he keeps on like there's there's an issue pretty early on where he tries to get chew to eat a diaper oh he tries to get chew to eat shit on like multiple occasions yeah yes but um, it's like, ah, it's part of your job. (laughs) (laughs) So pretty early on, Savoy is working with Chu on a case. I'm trying to remember the specifics of the case now, because I read all of this in a very short amount of time. Right. Again. Unfortunately, I did the same thing. Um, They are investigating something, and what essentially happens is, is Chu gets a taste of Savoy's blood and realizes that he's got his own intentions. Right. Which are for Chu, who is a straight-laced, you know, wants to make sure everything abides by the rules, that doesn't work for him. <laughs> yeah. So they get in a very violent fight. Because, like, we see him and his brother get into arguments. Yes, Chow. Cause, yeah, because Chow's <laughs> like, you you know the 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 illegalization of chicken yes is fake like it's it's bullshit yes there the there is no bird flu there is no war in bossing say yeah. fucking <laughs> he gets uh that's one of the earlier issues he, he gets fired because he's on the news or he has his own cooking show that's true and he's making his, he, he has to use like some fake chicken substitute that's in a can and in the middle of it, he just starts going off about just this isn't fucking chicken. Like, he, yeah, it's, a, you know, broad, you know, all of a sudden, signal lost, you know, kind of e- situation. E- yeah. <laughs> we'll be back. Yeah. <laughs> Which Chow, interestingly, comes in and out of importance within this story overall as it goes along. Especially uh, uh, Yampalo, which we'll get into that a yeah. little later. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 
But yeah, and so, as you mentioned, Chu very much stickler for the books. Even mm. if he knows that chicken being illegal, it makes no sense, yeah. that is still the letter of the law. And he is there to defend that law. Exactly. Um, which, you know, all cops are bastards. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> Chu is an interesting character. He 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 definitely goes through um a he definitely has a pretty interesting level of development. He isn't the same character at the end that he was in. No, no, I love Angry Chu. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Angry it's Chu great. makes sense to me. Yes. <laughs> One of my favorite things is his obsession and eventual relationship with Amelia Mintz. Yeah. So, really on. I uh, I I feel so weird about that entire plot point. Oh, the end. Well, well no. Or no, no, no. How it, how starts, it starts is just awful. Well, this is this is such sad lonely writing and I yes. want you to know I do love this this series. Like mm. I enjoyed this ride. Having said that. Yeah. A very lonely man wrote this issue. Yes. Because he loved a woman that he wanted to pine over and he wanted to create a reality in which pining over a woman somehow mystical magically yes. puts her into your life and lets her be with you. And that is sort of a weak plot point, if yes. I'm being honest. Yeah. He this did great things with this character once he had her. Yes. And so I'm not terribly My, upset but by fucking golly it's funny because like well there's a couple spots in the or in the first five issues because the first five issues are just establishing who these characters are mm -hmm. and even then you still don't know a lot about them you as you find out later. as you find out later yeah um you you know because you get introduced to the applebee you get introduced to um to chew to caesar to john to caesar yep which uh well no caesar i think is in the second story arc because caesar is oh no you're right he's working because he's a, he's a double agent for a little while working yeah. with the the guy who is trying to make a um chicken substitute by splicing chicken dna with the frogs chugs. The yeah <laughs> which are adorable first off if i could have a psychedelic chog yes i would and i would name it furby and that would be <laughs> I, I mean, will say, I get it euthanized immediately. You but, can't have an actual psychedelic chog, but you can get in a glow-in-the-dark psychedelic chog toy. I know. Yeah, you looked it up. Well, they they show you merch on the oh, that's right, back of the comics as you're, or at least when I was scrolling through the yeah, yeah, yeah. the the digital versions of the comics. Yeah, yeah, uh, that makes sense. Yeah, I I remember seeing that. I love the. So after Savoy goes away, that's when John comes in as a cyborg because he right. gets replacement. And I love John's, even though it is very <laughs> aggressive, his way of getting things done. He just sleeps with his boss. Like, <laughs> okay, but like if it worked, <laughs> yes. right? Wouldn't you use jo it? Yeah, John is a very sexually open person. Yeah, and to be honest, I think he had a moment there where he had both a sugar mama and a sugar daddy. Yeah. And he could have really taken advantage of that. And he just chose to be an asshole instead. Yeah. And I'll never fully understand what happened in that section. Yeah. It's interesting. I, I do think it's interesting because he is the guy who 
early on in some flashbacks, they show him as being the guy who, who just thinks everyone's gay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, and it's because he's gay. It's because he's gay. Yeah. Or, well, or, I mean, he's just, he's, he's sexually fluid. Really. Yeah. Like he's, 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 he's open he's, to he's the pansexual. idea. He's pansexual for yeah. sure. Cause he is like, yeah, he, he will, he'll sleep with anyone really. Um, if you know, for the right price, for the right price, which, uh, you know, things escalate quite a bit with, uh, the relationship with, uh, Appleby eventually actually, but there is this, this fun, how, yeah, that's how, like, cause she was like talking about how he's tired of Applebee busting his ass. And then anytime anyone has sex in this comic, they never show the sex. They just show them in bed. And it's and a very specific type of framing. It's a, yeah. Cause <laughs> one person is sleeping and the other person is just looking up either like amazed that this thing just happened basically. Like the first time that Amelia and Chu have sex, it's uh I think it's choose the choose, one choose the one up. yeah choose the one who's just like he's just staring and it's it's it eventually becomes a trope of the comic for sure mm-hmm. but it's a fun trope yeah like, it's an innocent way of displaying that something some people just fucking you know which is funny because like they don't it's a it's very mature rated yeah they don't shy away from any of the gore at all gore yeah fucks whatever language is not a problem in this it's they'll use whatever yeah they just chose to not make it arousing one yeah for sure which is fine um yeah and that yeah that is the that is the choice they made which which is which is hilarious because every single member so the usda is a primarily female uh this is true not only are they primarily female Every one of them got tickle bitties. Yeah, they <laughs> they are inhumanely proportioned. Yes. <laughs> Again, a very sad person wrote some of this. I don't know if that's the writer or the or artist. The, well, look, it. I think they have a lot of the fun. kind of people you hang out with are usually because, a lot like you. Is all I'm yeah, saying. Because like the the artist, he is he he has a lot of fun though with these because like they have he puts different messages in the background at all times, basically sometimes between frames. Sometimes he keeps the same message in the back, but sometimes he'll Mm -hmm. like, there's one point where they are in the USDA and it has five different, like five different panels showing different angles of the same room with the same message, but not the same message, basically same, right. Same sign, but different message each time. (laughs) And it's a lot of fun because it's always, it's always, it's, it's just silly. It's just fun and silly. Like, yeah, it honestly, uh, like there's a point where they're in a hotel and it says brown paper bags provided at the front desk. Did you remember that? I mean, no, but I also don't understand <laughs> because they're in a ho- they're in a motel. They're not in a hotel. They're in a motel brown and it shows a paper bag over someone's head. Ah, uh, okay. There yeah, we go. Yeah. That's what, yeah. So brown <laughs> paper bags provided at the front desk. Yeah. <laughs> Cause no, it's in a really ratty hotel. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's a lot of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, another one of the books I'm reading right now, actually, for a future episode, um, is a series called Sex Criminals, which is a title that sounds terrible, but is actually very very um, progressive comic and actually really good and really funny and very like all it has everything from like mental illness to uh, all sexual preferences and everything very like um, represented in the comic. Okay. It's really good. 
the writer is very similar, although he's a little bit, or the artist, not the writer, the artist in that comic is very similar where he likes to put stuff in the background mm-hmm. and just have fun and just like break the fourth wall on stuff like that. I mean, as far as stylistically, it did remind me quite a bit of like a more pastel version of like what Jonan Vasquez does for like Invader Zim. Kind of. Yeah. It's like a, it's like Invader Zim mixed with like Animaniacs almost, you know? Yeah. Like it's got the, it's got a, it's, it's very, yes, yeah, very vibrant, but there's definitely like the edges are very sharp. Like when people have uh, a shirt on the, the shoulders are very, come just to a edges. point. They're, they get, yeah. they come to a point. Yeah. Everything is very like fingers. I do like, I love reading a long running series like this because even though the art style is the same throughout you can definitely see the progression of the artist and how he got better as an artist as it went through. Oh, yeah. Fucking Mayor What's-His-Head. Yes, the guy. He's a politician. I don't know if he's a mayor or he's, he's well, a politician. Well, he starts off... I think when we first meet him, he's a mayor. You're talking about the guy who hey, he can eat anything. And then his head turns his head into, turns into it. that. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> we get so many different kinds of food-based powers yes. in this. There are... There and I love how we, it started so small yes. and like what they can do, which is good. It, it, it has the escalation and it does it at a, it becomes more and more ridiculous as it goes along and more precise even. And you can tell yes. that it's because their ideas about it were getting more and more precise as yeah. they went. I do. I will say we're not going to talk about the Indian just yet, but I will say that was the one thing apparently when uh, John Lehman talk to Rob Gallery about like pitch the idea to him uh, for him to do the artwork. He pitched the ending as the first thing. And he, apparently he was like completely wasted. He told them like <laughs> this whole really long uh, stretched out thing. And he's like, this is how it's going to end. And that was what convinced him to do the series. That's sick. Yeah. <laughs> Cause he had like, obviously you, I'm sure uh, it's a 68, 60 issue. Plus uh, four like spinoff issue stuff in there too that are kind of mixed in together that are you can read it without them or with them. And you're talking like the Poyos and the crossovers. Yes, let's get into Poyo. That's a that's a character. Well, I yeah, because eventually John and <laughs> Chu wind up needing some different partners. Well, before I believe, or no, you're right. We do yeah. meet Poyo before that happens. So, so yeah, so what I'm trying to I'm trying to remember How do we meet Poyo. Do you, oh, I'll talk about Poyo in a second, but I'm trying to figure out if Mince. I don't believe that Mince gets in trouble, where John or um, not John, but where Chu actually like runs into her and actually like meets her, meets her, which is a great panel by the way, because he says you know it was love, and then you just see this huge thing of vomit yeah. on his face because she has the ability to write so intrinsically detailed that you can taste, literally taste the food. You were transported to that experience. Yes. And she got really bored. And so she started eating poor, like reviewing bad, terrible food. food. Like she, like they, they show one of the scenes, they show him, I think it's true. Actually goes to this place and he orders uh, sushi. And the guy literally tells him this is bad sushi. Like this is not good sushi. Do not eat the sushi. It's a. It's we are a front basically. Yeah. Like do not eat the sushi here. And she orders the sushi, and that's one of the first times he sees her. Actually, <laughs> it's like I had not put that together. I couldn't figure out why she had made everybody vomit. That was why. Was so that was an just, earlier issue. Yeah. 
And so by the time, basically, uh, so how he actually officially meets her is Appleby sends her, sends him to arrest her because of the fact that he, she food poisoned every person who read her article. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Which Chu is just infatuated right away. Already. It's, he's just, before he even officially meets her, the couple times there are these moments where he just says he's like, yeah, even before he goes there, when he sees her like the first once or twice before that, he just mm-hmm. he just like is immediately distracted from what's going on in that situation. Which is very strange for him if you look at any other thing he ever does or says or Yes. Except well <laughs> we'll get into his ex wife a little bit later. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a <laughs> rough. Um but I do love that. So I can't remember if that is before or after which I could just look at. I have. I brought every single. Every book with me. they're all right here. I have them right literally here, literally at yes, his fingertips. Yes, I am going to. Although you put number one all the way at the bottom yeah, of the stack. Yeah, this is. Uh, this is exactly where you want that. So this is fun. I had to. So they all come with a very nice ribbon bookmark. Mm-hmm. This one, my first volume, I had to cut it because. It originally went all the way down and underneath, so you could bookmark it easier. But on my bookshelf, it got caught in something, and so the ribbon serrated. Yeah, which is unfortunate. But um, let's see. Okay. Oh my gosh. Okay, I was just looking at. Yeah, here's the. I think it might be the first time he sees Amelia. Yeah, it is the first time he sees Amelia. It's an issue too. And he is with. He has to eat a finger, actually. But the guy who looks exactly like William H. Macy, by the way. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Evan I forgot Pepper. that. Yeah. <laughs> Evan Pepper. Yeah. Um, so the first time he sees Amelia is actually she is reviewing at a, uh, a place where it is a fast food restaurant. We're trying to get information from this kid. Oh, I fucking hate this kid every time we see him. Every time him. you see him. I love, though, the fact that he, like, makes a fake phone call to Savoy. <laughs> yeah, can you just murder this fucking kid's whole goddamn... Oh, yeah, every last one of them. He's not compliant at all. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's already... No, shut up, kid. You fucking dug your grave. And yeah. everybody else's you knows. I'm done with you. Uh, yeah, can you please just uh, brutally, as brutally as you can, if you... Yeah. Sick. Thanks, Savoy. Click. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's, uh, no, he doesn't, he's like, subject has identified father as a vocal dissenter. Request strike uh, team sent to residents for elimination of agitator. Mm-hmm, that's right. Better make uh, that all of the family just to be safe. A bull in the head? That's just fine. Or take your time with them if you like. Have fun. And the kid's like, what are you doing? He's like, sounds like you're having some fun right now. Yeah. And then there's just the kid goes on. He's like, last weekend I stole forty dollars from the register in Frank Barton, and I could, could so I could buy beer and weed. And it wasn't for the first candy, uh, first time. I've done that with Chuck Foster and Candy to Shane. He just goes on this really long thing, basically, and finally tells him like what's going on. Um, but the first time he meets Amelia, he sees her there, and then he sees her at the sushi place, and she's like walking away. Um, but yeah, like he has that. <laughs> it's so yeah, right here. Yeah, there's a we can't see it, but it's basically him. He just has a, a doughy face on him. He's just like he's just like, oh yeah, the corner right there. Yeah, he's just like completely infatuated right away. 
it is it is fun. You can definitely tell once you go through it, you find out yeah, Chu has just been through the the ringer with his life before any of this ever even happens. Yeah. But oh, you're right. We we meet um Caesar in, in issue three, it looks like or two. Issue two. So he's actually introduced really early. He looks a lot like Samuel L. Jackson in Pulp Fiction. In, yeah. That's pretty much I mean, there's even a uh issue cover that looks exactly like the Paul Fiction cover with all of them. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's an interesting character, too. We're, we're going all over the place so right now. Let's, uh, That's because we're both ADHD. What are you going to yeah. do about it? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, let's, let's get into some more of the like the stuff. So, let's get into Poyo before, before we get too far into this right here. Poyo is a character. So, Chu ends up going to the island of, I just, I said it earlier, Young Paulo. Yeah. Impalo. I might be mispronouncing that. That's um, fine. I won't know how to say it any better. So he goes there uh, uh, under investigation for something. Along the way, he uh, busts a uh, cockfighting ring. And one of the the rooster, is there's a rooster named Pollo, which just means chicken in Spanish. <laughs> um, turns out the, the guy that was the... But um, even when they said his name then... His name, Poyo, it's, yes. has its own special lettering and yes, background it's, for that particular portion <laughs> of the sentence. It, it kind of looks it like Puerto Rican? Like, it, it looks very like Lucha Libre in its like, yeah. style, you know? Uh, and every time, they constantly, anytime they, so that's the first time you meet Poyo. The mayor of that place actually steals him and completely takes off from his job. I love how the, the receptionist at the, at, his, at the job just like acts like it's nothing. <laughs> just he just left. <laughs> um, during that point, Chow is uh, Chow is on the uh, island because he is because the president of that has hired Amelia to write a review. He's hired Chow to cook. Well, okay. So bear in mind the island we're discussing here mm-hmm. has completely different uh, legal loopholes than the yes. United States. Yes, the president of this place is in fact very much in favor of chicken. Chicken delicious, good. Yes. But Despite, he, yeah. he is trying to get uh, Chow, who is a well-known chef of chicken dishes, to use this uh, fruit, which I just forgot the name of. Uh, Gurdon Goldsberry. Goldsberry. See? Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> as soon as he said that, yeah, it's like, I believe it's Goldsberry. It's, it's very similar to that, which um, has connections to another planet actually but it looks like a pineapple with tentacles basically is the best way i can describe it (laughs) it's not quite as spiky but i see your point yeah it kind of looks like a pineapple with tentacles um and in the previous storyline he actually showed you kind of saw towards the end of the because they they do a lot of setup for later Mm storylines which i really like they have a lot they have a really good sense of continuity in this they show amelia that and so she's off there. Chu is off there to. I'm trying to remember why he goes to Yampalo because he's not actually supposed to be there. From right. he went. Hang on. It, it was because right. it was because of Savoy. Because he, so Savoy ripped his bit his ear off when he right. found out about him. But he also got a little of the blood taste of bloody. He saw a vision of that island. So he goes there without Applebee's permission. There's even a whole like run of. There's a gag where they show all these like. Mich- these people calling in with really gross, disgusting, like whether it's poop or 
or vomit or whatever. And, and Applebee's like, I've got the guy for you. Yeah. And eventually he's like, chew. <laughs> uh, so, so chew's on the Island. He, he even runs and that's the first time, the first time you see someone from the FDA is actually there. And she looks like a, just a very, very Aiden buxom, Smith. very buxom. Oh no, you're right. This one. Uh, no, she is. She's, she's very, she's once again, this like very unrealistically like large breasted. You mean the USDA? USDA. What did I say? FDA. FDA. Oh, yeah. Sorry. USDA. Sorry. <laughs> ADHD. Um, <laughs> that's the only way I can describe this. So he runs into her. She thinks that he's trying to sabotage what she's trying to do, which is not completely accurate. Um, turns out uh, there is this... We meet this character either there or a little bit before called the Collector, which is he disguises himself as a vampire. Oh, man. Okay, so this here is where I I... I started getting kind of mad at this book series. Okay. Because as I'm reading this, all I could think was, oh, I've read this before. Brian Lumley. Okay. Does a book series called uh, The Necroscope. Okay. Um, and you have uh, your main character, which as you can tell, I don't give a shit about main characters' names. In my head, they're called main character. Okay. So he, I think his name's <laughs> Harry. I don't know. Uh, British kid. He can see ghosts and communicate mm -hmm. with them. Um, he's it's his form of psychicness, right? Much yeah. like in these books, his uh, enemy is a kid that grew up in Wallachia. Okay, you know the origins of the uh, Transylvanian Empire, <laughs> the Dracul. Yeah, he's up against a vampire. And as I'm reading, some I've yep, I've read this. We're gonna yeah. get to like super fucking weird <laughs> shit, aren't we? And yep. then we did, and I was like, yep, I saw all this coming. Brian Lumley wrote this shit yeah. fucking forty years ago. That's um, fine. <laughs> well, in this case, he's a he's a civil path. He's the third civil path you meet at this time. Right. And his thing is that he collects abilities from other people who have food related abilities by eating them. Although he's learned how to mostly do it through drinking more than eating. So yes. if he can just get your blood, it's fine. Motherfucker files his fangs. Well, the way he did it was he, yes, but he also like, well, part of that is to, to display this of this, yeah. like, to make it look like he's a vampire. But they kind of describe it as he had to eat the entire corpse from what I understand. The reason why that's important is because as Tony gains his powers he needs no no, to no that's savoy 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 is the one who that's right that's right savoy is like you stupid fuck you don't know how great you have it you know what just we're gonna see we're yeah we're gonna get to how how petty people have to get in this yeah. goddamn book mm -hmm. <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> uh but yeah so we're we're meeting the collector and at this point it's i honestly <laughs> Knowing what I know now, at the yeah. end, now that I've been through it, mm -hmm. I mean, the collector should have just won this hands out the first time. There's no reason other than plot armor that it worked yeah. out in <laughs> Chu's favor at all. Uh, that dude yeah. had a collection of food-based superpowers already Yes, at that point. He had been collecting them for a while, but part of this is they don't, you know... I will say one thing that I really enjoy is Jonathan, John Lehman. I, I don't know. I always want to call people John who named John, just Jonathan for some reason. 
I have that same thing with like a lot of people named Josh. I want to call them Joshua for some reason. Huh. But not Chris's. I never say Christopher. I don't know why. Yeah, why would you? I don't know. But like most people, other words, I, I, it's like I want to call them by their, like their proper you, name. Like Kimberly instead Kimberly? of Kim? Either way is fine. But like... Well, I'm glad you agree that women get to have autonomy at least. Yeah. I also... I It's weird because I've dated two different Cassandras and I always... I've called both of them Cass. So like it's almost like I shortened the names. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I also thought about the fact that I've dated two different women named Cassandra that were very similar people. Probably shouldn't do it a third time. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at least... <laughs> one that acts different yes or is better yes. for well you. that's what i mean is probably should like i don't care if i date another person another woman named cassandra i should just pay attention to what kind of person she is is what i'm saying right if they if she has like very similar personality traits or whatever you know i hope they find you know the first one is married has at least one kid so i'm good for her the other one i don't know <laughs> i like that in your head having a child is a success not for me, but for her, she, she, talk, okay. that was one of the things. She, uh, so my first, the, the first Cassandra, I was, I dated a much older woman. I was, uh, I think I was 24. She had just, she, she was about to turn 31. So, okay. Yeah. Um, at that time, I wouldn't even consider like a, mu- a much older woman if I was to date someone with the same age gap now that's older than me. But at that time, that's a pretty big age gap. Yeah. The younger you are, the yeah. less of a gap you kind of... You want to have. Yeah. Well, especially with this, she wanted to have kids. She was like... She had decided she wanted to have kids. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. And so, you're like, I'm 20 and... Yeah. Uh, and and yeah. responsibility bad. Yeah, exactly. Which, yeah. totally understandable. Yeah, we find out Chu has a secret kid uh, that that they don't show until the third or fourth volume. All I think of, it's fourth. All we of. get pretty deep before we get, which I like. That's so. That's what I was gonna say. Uh, John is really good at hiding stuff and not revealing the full hand of cards that he has right away. Yeah, I did have to guess all the way to the end of yes. this book, and that does not always happen. It's so, good. Yeah. Yeah. That mean, yeah this, makes it so this, well this done. This is a great series. Yeah. And I love there, there, there's, there's sometimes he does foreshadowing for sure, but he likes to fuck with you too, where like, it seems like something's going to happen that doesn't, or something that's, that happens later is going to happen, but it doesn't actually happen at that time. Oh yeah. And it'll go, <laughs> but this isn't that. Yeah. <laughs> this person doesn't die now. <laughs> And I was like, all right, you piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> do you do that? Do you yell at authors as you read them? I, no. no. No? I haven't done... I, not that I can think of. I, I I get more invested in the characters, personally. I'm just really... You know, I, 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 I lived with these people for the last week and a half. Like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, these, these characters were my life. Aside... Because I was... If I wasn't on a, if I wasn't doing an open mic or doing work, I was reading this. Like I w- woke up every every morning for the last whatever for the last five days, especially. I read a volume a day, right, right before I went to work. So, because <laughs> these are even though these there's sixty issues, these are pretty quick reads. It was. I was able to get through it in like a day and a half. Yeah. In total. Yeah. Exactly. Um, which is a lot faster than I did. <laughs> 
but at the same time, it only took me like 40 minutes per volume to read, which for me is pretty quick. Yeah. Some people probably could have been. I, I honestly think the first time I read it, because there's, I have this weird thing where if I've read something before, it takes me longer sometimes to read because I have to like let it be fresh for me again. Nah, good news for me. Uh, I smoke a lot of weed. Everything's fresh. Uh, <laughs> it's, it is a little faster the second time through, though. It's like some bits will be familiar, but like, okay, I know what's happening in this section. Yeah. I can skip that. It, it was nice. I realized that I, I, I knew, as I was reading it, I was remembering things, because I had read this all the way through. This ended, I think, 2017. Well, so the I had... furthest I had ever gotten on this was mm-hmm. issue five. Oh, really? So and you don't. So mean. yeah, this was great. I loved yeah. being able to get an ending to this. Yeah, well, it's not like, just the where ending. Where the fuck do we go from here? And in- not just the ending, a whole mythology. Yeah, like because there is so much. I mean, Savoy ends up being his whole backstory is is tragic and so good at the same time. And he's he's he has his own methods of getting to things, which is a lot more abrasive, but. Man, oh, the uh, thing Savoy does for love. Yes, <laughs> and he doesn't even. He's no meatloaf. He does not have no. an. And I won't do that. No, he will do it. He'll whatever. Well, like one of the first things that seems is definitely like kind of fucked up is that he goes behind Chu's back while Chu is still looking for him. Essentially, like well, he's not he's not actively looking for him, but he's kind of like if I see him again, I will beat the shit out of him. Yeah, kind of thing. Almost immediately after all of it is introduced he recruits her for this mission with him and Caesar. Cause Caesar at this point has been, his cover has been blown where he was at because he was, it seemed when you first introduced to Caesar, you see, it seems like he's like the henchman or something like that for the guy who is trying who makes the chogs. Right. He's just there. And then, uh, Chu tries to bust it because it's after Savoy's gone. So he doesn't understand that he was Savoy's previous partner. Right. <laughs> And he's like, you just ruined like several years of work or whatever, you know. You done fucked up. You, yeah, you done. You fucked up. Um, I I appreciated. Uh, spoiler. I do appreciate that he he survives because not everybody survives through this. That's true. He's okay, but like, why wouldn't he though? That dude is a survivor. He, he absolutely is. He he loses an arm and gets a lobster claw at one point. Yeah, and the only reason he <laughs> lost that arm is because he was fighting a vampire. Yes. Yes, yeah, yeah, because uh, they try to go after them before. Because uh, one of my uh, one of the characters I really like is the other Tony Chu, right? With an eye. She's she's a bundle of energy and fun, even though she has a very tragic ending. Well, I mean, maybe because she has such a. She's, I mean, because yeah. she's always had her ability. Her ability. Yes. So Chu has visions of the past, what has happened mm-hmm. up until this point when he bites into something. She can see what happens in the future yes. of things she bites. Um, she bites a lot of uh, shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, you know, hot. Yeah. Her, We're going to uh, have her, a romp. You're going to nom me. You're going to know what I'm going to do for the next it's, week. It's do so, I have a good week? I'd like to know. It's so great because Chew for the longest time has no control over his boss. He gets, he goes through the ring. He gets fired at one point. He works for the, uh, uh, municipal municipals. Is that what it is? He, he's a meter maid. He's a, a meter maid. Eventually. Yeah. 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 Becomes a meter maid for a little while, which he, he still fights. He still solves murders somehow as a meter maid. As a yeah. Meter maid. 
<laughs> it's because those people can't solve those crimes without him. Yes. And so they're like, can you just show up? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, he uh, he does that. He's, yeah, he goes through all this stuff. Amelia, uh, not Amelia. I don't know why I even want to say Amelia. Tony, the other Tony, <laughs> Tony with an eye, she has her boss wrapped around her finger. Like, he gets mad at her at one point. He gets mad at her a couple times. Yeah, and she's just like, no, you're not. Boop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what happened there. <laughs> so she is one of the biggest... Either uh, She gives more reason for Chu to go after the collector. Yeah. Yeah. I realized that it would take too long to describe everything that's going on, so I'm going to jump around here a little bit more. Um, but she ends up... So basically what happens is she gets finds out about her future. She gets kidnapped by the collector on her wedding day while she's, like, trying on the dress. Yeah. Um, and Or, like, right before their wedding day. Because they have... One of the sadder things is they show the wedding, and they're like, this didn't doesn't happen. Right. Yeah. You remember those? Remember how fun we said they were? <laughs> Sometimes they're not. Yeah. She gets to the point where he cuts off her arms and legs. She's like it's she's just a torso at one point before she I think dies. she has one arm left. She might have one arm left. And he's so pissed off that he yeah. can't get any power. So something we didn't describe, something I forgot to describe is the one thing that uh, any of the a sybilpath cannot get a reading on is beats. Ooh, that's not every sybilpath. Okay. No, it does. Okay, that, because that's, Savoy's that, is persimmon. Yeah. That's right. Persi- oh yeah, I forgot about that. I forgot. Yes, yes, that is. Uh, yeah. Um. <laughs> But for 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 the Chu family, for Chu family and the collector, apparently, beats, yeah, beets. Uh, I think it might be persimmon and beets. It might be a because they're both the same kind of root. Are plant. they? They are. Okay, that might be why. Um, yeah. So uh, that might be why it might be that they're both kind of in the same family, and so they both don't get readings because there is a whole thing where someone like makes persimmon everything so that someone can't get a reading on something. Yeah. Um. But she eats nuts. She before she does it, she cuts her toe off. Before she actually like uh, starts going on a beet diet, basically. Before and she's like telling, uh, telling her uh, future, well, not future husband, but her fiance. <laughs> Uh, it's the, you know, she, the, she's just, you know, she wants to be, you know, in good shape for it. And he's like, you're skinny. You're not like, there's no reason for you to go on a diet right now. <laughs> nope. All nope. beat diet. Yeah. All beat diet. Um, uh, and, oh man, I love, I, I'm going to jump back a little bit, but I love how Caesar keeps on being like, he looks so familiar with, with girl, Tony, with girl, Tony. Yeah. Because and, and and it turns out they've met like nine fucking times. Not only have they met nine, they banged a like lot. They, bang, they banged a lot, a lot. Yeah. Which, to be fair, she was on drugs a lot. Yeah. When she worked <laughs> well, for NASA. Yeah. So there are. That's one of the things. NASA has all of these like Hubble telescopes. They're all very high powered telescopes, and they just have expendable incomes in those telescopes because they have to watch to make sure nothing happens. But they are bored, so they just party the entire time. It's the U.S. government. We haven't yeah. allotted our money correctly in, like, decades. So we haven't described why NASA is important to the story. And that it's is... It's because it hasn't happened yet. 
No, we've jumped forward past that and then Did we're we? going back. Yes. So okay. there is a message in the sky. Big fiery alien big words. Big fiery alien words. Uh, which apparently mean chicken is doom. Chicken is doom. Chicken is doom. <laughs> we find the church of the sacred Ova. Ova. Ova, yes. Which is run. We mentioned for, for a second the. Uh, the, the, the sec, not secretary. I don't know. She she just works at the at the police station. First time you see her, she is uh, a very uh, voluptuous woman. She's very she's much larger, and then she ends up eating Gallsberry, only Gallsberry. Yeah, for a while. For a while, because she is a stowaway on this uh, on a on a on a uh, boat, basically. And again, Gallsberry tastes like two very important things. One, chicken. Yes. And two, space. Yes. It tastes like chicken when it's cooked, is what it is. It, well, cooked, it tastes yeah. kind of like chicken when it's not. Yes. But it tastes exactly like chicken when it's But it, it gives is. you, yeah, it gives you visions of stuff. And some she, people, some yes. Some people, yes. Mm -hmm. She's one of them. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> there's her, there's also Egg, which is a uh, terrorist group that. EGG, yeah. Yeah, EGG, that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that all look French. <laughs> <laughs> for no reason I've been able to determine. But for the sake of comedy, basically. Okay. It's it's one of those silly... They really know? just look like the Hamburglar. Not Kinda, a lot. Because they're like bandits, basically. Yeah. That's the idea. Um, so, but yeah, there's a church of the, the Ova, and she is the cult leader, or at least before they all take the, the Kool-Aid. <laughs> because they do that joke. <laughs> they do do that joke. They do Kool-Aid jokes twice. They do. I can't remember what the other thing was. The second one is a large Kool-Aid man imprint of him busting that's, through a wall yes. with two axes. That's one of the first cases that Chu or someone had worked on. Yeah, that's Chu and uh, John. Yes. Like their first case. Their first case together, yeah. Because there's a lot of flashbacks. They go back and forth a lot. Yeah. I really like the dichotomy of them showing Tony's funeral and Chu's ex-wife's funeral. Let's talk about that Chu's ex-wife here. She has a brain tumor. That's how she dies. Yeah. But unfortunately, something a brain tumor can do is cause someone to have a psychosis and essentially just go crazy. She, right, because the tumor takes up space where brain should be. Yeah, And exactly. then things don't work right. So before she dies, she gets pregnant. She has, she gives birth to Olive. Um, but there are things like it shows her like she shaved her head. She cut off her toe and gave it to Shu as a present. Which he keeps in, at first, he keeps it in a... Um, Ziploc bag? Ziploc bag. Inside of a, uh, like, a box. But it's like a box yeah, for... Yeah, I guess like a styrofoam. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a box for, like, some sort of uh, frozen dinner kind of thing. Yeah. Which Amelia finds and freaks out at first. Because, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is why the next... Yeah, they break up temporarily until she meets his entire family, which... I is just huge. <laughs> I love that one of them just, just says he works for Ani Press, which is yeah. just, which is just a comic company that's it's, it's in Portland, if I remember right. But um, <laughs> they're the ones that published Scott Pilgrim. And, oh yeah, uh, like some other stuff. Um, but that's like the prime. That's the main more more popular series that they did. Um, yeah. So there's a whole storyline where after Tony dies, Chu has to get the information, what she knew. She knew something about the future, and he needs to know what that is. So while he's eating her toe, Olive is eating her mom's toe and getting, like... 
Right, because we learned that Olive is also... A psychopath. Uh, yeah. She's more powerful, though. Right. Well, we don't know that yet at this point, I don't yeah. think. Yeah. Well, I think... Yeah, we don't know... Well, by that point, by this point that she's Well, I guess we don't know does. how much stronger. Yeah, because there is one of my favorite characters that dies really fast, but his ability is to create weapons... Out of chocolate. Out of chocolate. Working guns, samurai swords, knives. You name it. Whatever. Out of chocolate. If it can kill a man, he like, can make it out of chocolate. His introduction, which is very very close to his death, too, is he is at a... Butter sculpting butter contest. Butter sculpting contest. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, they tell him he's disqualified because he's like, but butter's in chocolate. He makes a perfect, lifelike fully functional replica of a full samurai armor set yes and he says the words fully functional and sounds like the fuck does that mean yeah and then he cuts a man in half yes <laughs> directly <laughs> split in the middle we're like it's peeling on the side yeah <laughs> which and any other art style would be terrifying but these guys saw happy tree friends so they they know how to do it (laughs) yes yeah it is once again they apparently went through like three or four different art styles that's yeah which now this is also just rob gillery's art that he does for other series that he's done in the future afterwards which i mean once once you've got something locked in that works yeah and it's it's so shoe ran for successfully for 60 issues that's that's yeah to do a lot of comics don't make it that far, you know, even if they have a 60 issue idea. I'm so mad at the ending. Anyway, we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what was the last thing we were talking? Oh, yeah, the, 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 that ability. There's also someone who has the ability to make uh, sam- uh, throwing stars out of tortillas. Uh, uh, sharp objects. Any sharp, sharp objects, weapon. Yes. Any bladed weapon out of tortillas. But the primary thing that's shown is sam- is, 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 is tor- tortillas. Tia Shuriken, yeah. Yeah, Tortilla Shurikens, which, uh, yeah, because um, that's what all of, because she gets that ability, too. Like, mm-hmm. that's how they kind of find out that she can, like, get, she can barely eat, like, a small thing and get that ability. Yeah, like, Savoy gives her a milkshake with some yes. of his blood in it, and <laughs> yes. she develops she, the ability on her own afterwards. Which she gets mad at him but he's like i was about to tell you you just drank it right away <laughs> that's true he was trying to tell her and she wouldn't listen and she spits it in his face understandably yeah because <laughs> it's blood <laughs> i that's one of the things that i think is so interesting about this is that cannibalism and anything else is despicable <laughs> horrifying just down you know just not good i mean sometimes in this it's pretty horrifying oh it is but there's some they find a way to make it so you can just you just somehow accept it by the time it's done except when it's a vampire for some reason it's bad when he does it well because yeah but because but also he keeps on foiling things and he's trying to he's he's literally just trying to become the ultimate immortal being that just which to be fair if you've already been around for 600 years i mean (laughs) yeah he's already living a long time you've done everything at this point that's Mm -hmm. worth doing may as well become a god yeah and if it's an option for you which it it's it's not for all of us as it turns out yeah um otherwise i wouldn't have a job (laughs) um 
That's fair. I would take it. That's all I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, I I mean, I probably would too. It's like, but there's also. I don't, I don't like that he kills though. Like maybe if he yeah. was stronger, maybe if he was better at his fucking job. Yeah. Well, the fact is that later Chu gets the ability to just drink blood too. Like he, he, he kind of. So does all. Yeah. It Olive. seems like Olive develops her powers faster, but it seems like Chu starts to catch up pretty quickly towards, towards the end of the series. Yeah. Well, I think some of it really just comes down to, like, more of it is connected than people realize. So once yes. you see a thing happen, especially Chu, who was already learning how to take on new abilities yes. as well, he was eating. Well, as it goes along, he, he uses his ability less and less to solve crimes, for example. And much more for fighting. For honestly. fighting and, yeah, learning. So one of the one of the more amusing but fucked up storylines is Amelia Mintz's ex-boyfriend is obsessed oh my god i forgot about this <laughs> with the he wants to write a tell-all book about the sex lives of baseball players our dead baseball players the sick twisted shit specifically specifically and so he kidnaps choni chu after he finds out that he's a sibopath and force feeds him dead cor- baseball players. dead baseball players and tony and this is how you find out Tony has the ability to gain powers, basically, from other, from not just powers, abilities of just people, just like memories and things that people could do. Yeah, because he has a hell of a hell of a bitch after that. Yeah, <laughs> but it starts out he gets yeah he gets kidnapped. He keeps on lying basically about the things because he's like he has to figure out some of them to, are true. Some of them are true, but a lot of yeah. There's one specific I forgot who it was. I think they were made of baseball players but right um, i don't know that the player was real but what he did was he would go to circus acts and yes. he would specifically proposition clown chicks for orgies yes yeah <laughs> so i remember that one there's that whole storyline though yeah chew is out of commission and there's there's a whole that's when um was that i feel like that's right around the time that um because that's when he he's he's a meter maid he gets kidnapped during that and that's when um uh he gets fired john john is working at the usda yep and gets partnered at first with a lion named buttercup named buttercup that gets the get like they they love animals they it doesn't matter that John is the one who solves everything. Buttercup gets all the praise. To be fair, if you worked in an office with, say, a lion with a robot <laughs> computer in its brain, yeah, uh, would you maybe not appease that lion every chance you got? <laughs> That's fair. I would. That's fair. For sure. And so I don't see why John is so mad at his lack of recognition. I would just be happy that that lion I work with yeah. is happy. That's fair. It's, yeah. And it's all so cartoony. It's so, it's so yeah. unbelievably it's, cartoony. Like and they like have, so fucking wild. It's, so that's when he, cause he basically at He's that like, point. like, life sucks. He ends up, uh, he does the same thing to that boss that he did to, to Appleby. I forgot the name of that boss. I actually don't remember her name. Um, because she's part of the storyline, but she, she kind of comes and then leaves. It seems like she's yeah, not she as... only has like two important plot points. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> the, the, I love the fact that they, 
I don't, I think it's before this, they work with the USDA at one point and they're told that they have, they're in charge of a secret weapon of mass destruction. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that they, you know, only release it at the worst possible situation. And that weapon of mass destruction, Poyo, Poyo, which now has a cybernetic, I believe, at this point. Yeah, he's got like, as it turns out, like he can just pop shit out of yes. his wing, like a fucking buzzsaw <laughs> or like a torch. And like he's got like talons made of yes. fucking vibranium or whatever now. And he's got a robot eye and he's fucking his- aiming for your jugular. It's so funny because like they every time they're like they say all these things about Poyo and they're like none of those are true. He's just really fucking badass. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then he just demolishes an entire fucking my favorite. So there is I did you did read the one the warrior chicken Poyo if I remember right. And there is a image in there and I believe this is volume three god damn it i put it should have put these in in the right order three is on the bottom of course it's on the very bottom there is a so they have a whole standalone issue for pollo as it wasn't warrior chicken pollo it's secret agent pollo that's what it was okay secret agent pollo and there is a a certain it might you can look in the back to make sure it's the right one it will say like if it's if it carries that issue or not it might be volume four. Does it say in Poyo in that one? And like what it describes it, what it carries? Because it should say on the back, on like the description on the top. Uh, Secret Agent Poyo. Yeah. So there is, let me let me see if I can find it. I guess it'd be the last one then. Yeah. It's it's the interlude. They have it as like an oh, inter- okay. interlude in, this, in the middle of it because they have like Because that's line. what Poyo does. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. They, that is not how it appears as you're going that's through where it he online, gets the but that makes sense. That's where he gets the Simon X because they put they've invested billions of, if they not do. trillions of dollars into him. But to be fair, it's worth it. Like, and it, there's a great scene where <laughs> he just conquers hell <laughs> while they're doing doing the experiment on him. Well, or like, so you mentioned that surgery. bit where they're like, "Poyo this, Poyo that, no, 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 no," but no, none of that's true. Poyo's just really badass. So there's a whole thing after he's gotten the cybernetics and everything. There's a bunch of different cases that he's been involved in. My favorite is Icons Affiliated, which has right the Savage Dragon, Spawn, Witchblade. Uh, I don't know who the other two are, but they were also like famous characters within image comics superheroes specifically image yeah specifically image and it's just it's drawn in the art style of chew but you can tell it's these but guys. you can you savage dragon almost just kind of looks like savage dragon because yeah spawn even doesn't spawn look that too. yeah he doesn't look that much different but it's definitely in the art style of rob guillory which is great <laughs> it's sick yeah i just i love that they put that little uh the other thing i love did you see trey parker and matt stone in the background no. So it's in the, uh, I think it's actually the same volume, volume or in volume three, maybe it's when, uh, with all of, it's the same issue with the chocolate guy. Let me see. Oh yeah. This is it right here. It shows the, 
Shows the chocolate. Yep, shows all the things in the background. There is a sculpture of butters with Trey Parker and Matt Stone standing <laughs> next. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Creators of South Park. Um, if, if anyone doesn't know who Trey Parker and Matt Stone are, and if you don't know who Trey Parker and Matt Stone and you're listening to this podcast, thank you and welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> check it out it's great um yeah, yeah. that's uh, not bad south park's good stuff um anyway <laughs> so olive start trains under savoy which chu does not like no at all eventually he vin- the the hardest thing pillow swallow the chew hears is that savoy has been a better father to her than he has yeah and this is after they start like actually getting along and shit a little bit they don't really get yeah along. this is around the time that also chew starts getting angry with appleby yeah because he it's so great angry chew is my favorite and and poor john has to deal with the consequences of that because like he is there's there it shows um there's one scene where they show two different situations. It's a they're in Vegas and there's Amelia mm-hmm. talking to Chu. And they're having a great conversation. And in the back, you just see John just drunk out of his mind having to listen to Appleby complain to him about how poorly Chu is treated. Yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, the things you do for love. I love the yeah, and, and that's right before they get married. Actually, mm-hmm. both both Amelia and Chu get married yeah. there, and so does John and Appleby. Uh, it seems like John is very startled by the realization that that happened. <laughs> that's true. I I love they the, come around though. I do love the fact that uh, they have multiple times. They're like, he will always, he's like, I will always hit you, Chew. And he's like, is this true? And it shows like, Episode issue, 60. Six, issue 60. Yeah. I will always hit you, Chew. <laughs> and, and sure it, enough. Eventually, they 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 broaden that scene and show that uh, Caesar's there. And he's just like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so sick of this shit. So, I'm trying to think what, because I don't want to go too, I don't want to go past like the, two and a half hour mark we're, we're getting about an hour and a half okay um some of the other important details because there's some 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 pretty dark stuff so or some pretty good important stuff so for example um are you talking like deep lore deep lore well okay so we will get uh, i'll get into the point uh so with the collector after tony girl tony dies Chu makes it his mission to finally go after him and take him down. Yep. Uh, which at first the collector actually like <laughs> has Chu has to like eat something and he like projects himself kind of like Jedi style through the food, which is something that happens multiple times where like you eat something and there was a message that the person had for them beforehand. Yeah. Such as with Tony actually, which eventually he had, he gets really depressed and has to do psychedelics to get the full which, story. You know, yeah, which is fun. Um, that That's actually a really fun situation where Tony, or where Chu, where Chu ends up eating, having, doing the psychedelics. And then, um, and this is like, he's eating, he's eating a, uh, a Galsberry. A Galsberry that's been cooked with a chog. The chog juice. Chog juice, yes. And 
John decides to just eat it for the fun, just to have fun. And so Which, you see them. Of course, John does. You see them like attack a all these things, and you find out that they actually attacked a. Uh, a pillow factory, which turns out was holding 300,000 illegal chickens. Yeah. <laughs> These pillows were, weren't were filled with goose feathers. They were filled with bleached chicken feathers. Yeah. I love the fact that the boss, like the head of the FDA that's Applebee's boss, is just a gingerbread man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they don't really explain much about him other than he's a gingerbread man. They just call him bread man. man and that's, bread man, yeah. Yeah. And then, you know... There are so many different kinds of yeah. food powers that I just assume it's one of those. So so what happens though is that um Tony has to, or Chu has to uh, I'm going to say Chu what I mean is the boy the boy and, and I'll say Tony girl. Or this girl. Totally. Um so Chu has to go out to the collector but something has to happen before he can which is he has to eat pollo. Yeah. Which this whole situation of John gets the idea before and he he I couldn't figure out why he killed Poyo for a while. He, yeah. And he, it's so funny because he gets him he has he hasn't cooked and all that he cooks him and all of this stuff and then he tries to he tries to talk to Tony and or to to, to Chew. To Chew and he blows him off. And, and he blows and, him off and then he throws him in a garbage can. Eventually it gets it gets to the point where like they 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 both say you have to eat pollo and then he has to he goes back to the garbage can it's gone he has to go to the 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 junkyard yeah pulls it out <laughs> pulls of it out the trash. Of the trash and has chow make the recook him after he's already like rotted now here's the thing i want to address because in the in one of the prologues it mentions that every member of like Chu's family has had powers up back in the past. Like they show Western thing happen at one point. Yeah. So I get Chu, Tony, Mm -hmm. Olive. Sure. (laughs) Yeah. What the fuck does Chow have? I don't know if they ever really say he, 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 he's able to cook chicken magnificently though. He's just, he's He's just a a master chef. He's a master chef. That's, that's, that's what's his, his food ability is just make really delicious food. That's not a no. <laughs> well, I mean, he makes it so that Chu didn't even realize that uh, Poyo was rotten. So, I mean, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, like he's able to ma- miraculously do that, and eventually does he cooks something else later for Chu. <laughs> okay, I do want to bring us back to this though, because in the fight with the collector, yes, where Chu hops in there, they show you all the shit that the collector yes. ate, yes, to like get each and all of these interesting, cool powers to where he like grows huge claws and he can just jump around the room or whatever, yeah. you know. And then this is this kind of food <laughs> psychic, and this kind yeah. of food psychic, and this kind of food. When well, they show a few that are you saw it earlier in the series too. yeah and then it goes to chew and it's like poyo was really badass yeah. and then he just whoops the shit out of this and you vampire. see chew with poyo's face on a head on yeah him at one point just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so one of the things i thought was kind of a cool um way to misdirect was they well they so all of john savoy 
Caesar all go after, oh, and Appleby all go after the collector beforehand. And they show Appleby completely cut in half. Yeah, with like a his, pizza cutter. With a pizza cut, yeah. Because it turns out part of his 600-year-long fucking training is a samurai tradition of learning how to murder people with your kitchen utensils. Yes. <laughs> the Batman school of kitchen wizardry. I don't fucking... <laughs> I, I love, though, the fact... So, after, after they got... After Chu... Uh, like, they... Because they have all these people in... Uh, like Olive is in under surgery. She had something. She got slashed in the face. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know all these different things. Um, <laughs> Apple become he becomes a cybernetic centaur for a while. Yeah, and I love the fact. Like the first thing, so he gets all freaked out because he's afraid how John's going to take it. And he's like, "Is it anatomically correct?" That's all. That's that's the only question he has. Yeah, John's just fucking <laughs> in, and he that's. Is- He's I just a horny that. motherfucker. I respect like, that. Well, he also kind of just loves this guy after yeah, a while. Yeah, they're, he does. They're in like a real relationship. And like, good for them. Yeah. You know? It's kind of cool. Um, Yeah. There is one scene, though, in, in one of the crossovers, which they say either takes place. I, they kind of make it seem like it takes place before they got married. Okay. Because they say like it could have taken place between these two issues or these two issues, basically. They like they say because like there's those little things. He ends up uh, John and uh, actually at the end of the crossover with uh, Rival, which you didn't see, has sex with a real a revived woman that's like a Frankenstein of all these. Things. Uh, I I could definitely yeah do that. So yeah. <laughs> I just, I just love the fact that that's how the the Chew side, the the one that's con- in the continuity of Chew that happens because they did, so they did a crossover with a series called Revival, which Revival is a it's a noir that takes place in this small town where all of a sudden people come back to life. It's a storyline that's been done before, like the dead arise and they're trying to figure out why it happens, and so they were like, you know, that's not too far fetched for that to happen in the world of Chew. I mean, that's fair. But what's really cool is both creator, both of the creative teams did their own version of what happened, how they meet. And they're, they, they at first were like, oh, are we going to just do our, like, or were they both going to be canon and kind of like, you know. But they were like, no, yours is canon and yours. Exactly. Ours is canon and ours. And it was interesting because the deluxe collection collects both. The original paperback, so collected the true side of this. Mm-hmm. But... It's kind of interesting because they have Chu is a lot more grounded in reality in the other one. Yeah, the only thing he does in that is he actually like to solve help solve the murder or whatever what they're trying to discover in the revival world. He just pops a uh, fingernail like it's a like it's like like it's a spirit like a mint or something like that. I mean, to be fair, at the very end of Chu, that's kind of what he's doing. Yeah, he chews his own thumbnail off so that he can remember his whole life. Oh yeah. Oh god. Anyway, um, so that just made me made me a little sad thinking about how. Oh yeah, because yeah, uh, my gosh, it gets rough. So after he defeats the collector, though, it has a five year time jump. Because at first it's two years, right? But then it shows Olive and Dizzy, which is her partner. That her Your dumb her, fucking partner. Her partner's ability is that she is invincible as long as she's on psychedelics. As long as she is high enough. Yeah. <laughs> Which is 
absolutely hilarious because it works great for and she is like she's she is kind of in some ways the male the female john in some ways because she is definitely also very sexually active well yeah i don't know i get real bent out of shape about what consent is and is not though with her yeah because she thought that that man was an armadillo and he's not but uh, he didn't lie to her. Drugs lied to her. Yeah. And she made that choice. And I don't know how. <laughs> <laughs> that is a weird. Yeah, that's in the future. That's that's like that's in the future scene. Um, but like, it's so funny because she's like, uh, yeah, <laughs> Olive asked her. Like, she's like, why? Like, why? Why him? The guy in the county. She's like, she's like, he's adorable. I think she also like knows who he. I think that she's always high, so I think that's just that's just who she is. I don't know. That's that's. I'm not gonna get into that. That that's that's up yeah. to the creators to figure to to, to tell people. Um, but but the five year jump that's 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 in the future. The thing you were talking about. Um. So there's a whole situation where Savoy is trying to get Chu to work with him. Because he's trying to tell him about one of the first things he one of the first things he shows him in the in the five year jump forward is that there was a before the big asteroid that destroyed the dinosaurs there were a highly evolved species of chickens that look like kind of like people with chicken heads basically. yeah like Cro-Magnon yeah chickens. Cro-Magnon chickens and so you see that you see that um, Savoy. Essentially, the the first plague was an attempt by a group of people. One of them was the vampires. They it seemed like they were all related to the vam- to the to the collector. They all had the same last name. Yeah, and they were doing something uh, that caused. They used this guy who was able to broadcast the the plague out to everyone, basically that died. But it was like interrupted midway through or something like that, if I remember right. Um, so <laughs> Savoy is trying to get him to help him, and instead of that, he kills himself so that Chu has to eat him. Right. Yes. And that's the that's that's only the, the start of Chu's problems at this point. Because after so at first, like before they seem to make it look like uh, Amelia dies get, gets killed by Savoy. Turns out he's actually saving her from EGG. From EGG, yeah. <laughs> um, man, this just makes me sad. Like, it's like I'm just we're gonna I'm gonna kind of get closer to wrapping up the story yeah. here for this story, but we're just gonna yeah. But so one of the things that's going on, uh, Amelia's ability that started off as being able to write, um, recipe or write uh, reviews for stuff. Gets to the point where she starts eating the the uh, the gallberries and writing these novels that are very parallel to Chu's life, but on an alien world. Also in their own language for a while. In their own language weird. for a while, yeah. When she figures out eventually how to fix that, but like for a long time, it's like the world ends every time. But eventually, there's like an alternate thing. Um, pretty much what what happens is is that. Uh, <laughs> Savoy tells Chu after he's dead, he keeps on like he he has Chu eat him, and, he, and uh, Chow actually is the one who cooks uh, Savoy for him to eat. Right, there's a whole thing he makes that taste good too. So yeah, maybe that is his. That, thing. Is, that, that seems like his thing. So Sav- Savoy, though, basically what he says is that like 
he doesn't want to happen what normally happens between two when there's two different Sybil paths, and that's basically one of them always ends up eating the other one. And John's like, that's fine. I was going <laughs> to fucking eat you anyway. Right. <laughs> Still kills him. Just yeah. refuses to eat him. Well, er, he, no. he beat... He beats him. The, he, he does. He 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 beats someone. It was or some, no, that was the collector. That was the collector. He, he refused to eat the collector. He refused to eat the collector. That's what. Yeah, yeah. Um. So there was that, but there was the whole thing of Savoy has like a whole bit of information. He steals the novel, which is supposed to like give really important information from Amelia, and burns it after he reads it because it's supposed to be her final novel, which was right. Yeah, because um. So before there was the chicken is doom, and now <laughs> there's another one coming up that says, "Like is it time?" Yeah, it's a countdown, basically. Countdown. So there's a whole thing where they, um, where, yeah, Savoy told him that told you he had to eat Amelia to be able to stop prevent the world from ending because the whole idea is that he makes him eat. He he he, he tricks Chu. Because he he has the whole broadcaster. He ate the broad. He made he pricks you into making thinking that he had to eat the broadcaster. Turns out Savoy did. And, and because so, Chu ate Savoy, Savoy, he already has these powers coming. They'll just develop later. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> so he's going to wind up broadcasting this thing Amelia's done, which, as it turns out, she just digs deep in a fucking digivolves real quick. Yes, unfortunately, which as it turned out is bad for the human body. Yeah. <laughs> bleeding out the eyes she dies so well i i was thinking about that that's mm-hmm. also how the virus works though so i think what happened mm. is she had to write it which meant she had to read it and that's why it killed her that makes sense i i that's that's wow that's a little insight that i didn't even think about <laughs> and i just, <laughs> just bothered me for yeah. a minute <laughs> yeah no i get that um and so yeah she dies Chu has a few more hours left because he at first he spends a day with Amelia. He does something out of completely in vain, which is help his at least into what he thinks because he thinks the world's going to end. He helps right. his sister get a van that was a like try to help, just help her find her van that was her birthday gift or something like that. Right. Um, and then after Amelia dies, John goes through like a little bit of a, a work day with him and convinces him to release this virus that's going to kill everyone who's eaten chicken in the last like 24 to 48 hours or something like that, the last couple of days. Right. Which kills John. <laughs> so uh, he loses his wife, he loses his partner, and prevents the, like the, the message goes away from the sky. Yeah, all the fire riding in the sky goes away. And then it jumps forward like 20 40 years something like that something yeah it's and that's when you have the situ- the scene between um olive who's much older now she's she's the age that Chu was basically when he started yeah this, uh, stuff with her partner and they're solving some crime and they have this whole thing of like she Chu is there with Applebee and caesar and they finally have that i hate you Chu. you know i've always I'll always hate you and the other thing and she goes back to her dad's house or something like that and, and is like, I, where's this knife that I gave him? It was a chocolate knife. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I just realized. It was the chocolate she, knife that well, no. he used to kill the collector. It was. It was a chocolate knife that he used to kill the collector. I just remember the cult leader woman, she didn't die. Because she actually 
is there at the end to welcome to welcome uh these chicken aliens that we are now making a peace pact with peace pact with and they are a whole non-aggression pact that means we will no longer ever fucking eat chicken (laughs) and this is in a future where like a lot of things food related like their houses are made out of food they have a speed car like, yeah, I feel like uh, a lot of people food, at like, this stage probably that are being born are all food powered people. Yeah, they're in all some like meta human food. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so the last thing that you see is the chicken, like the commander or something like that of the chicken people takes his helmet off, and she <laughs> just rushes and stabs him in the face. I think I thought it was in the heart. Was it in the heart? It might have been you're right. It was in the heart because and he's staring yeah. him right in the eyes. He is just angry, pure, and that's the ending of the. And book. that's it. And that's how it fucking ends. And I thought I had broken something. I thought I was like, I was like, no, that's not it. That's not right. And it is. That's just how it ends. That's just yeah. It's I'm so mad that that's why is that what you would do? We had peace. Nobody was gonna die anymore. Shoo, you didn't have to be this. But because of them, everything else everything happened. happened to him. He lost his partner. Yeah, he lost the love of his life. He had to... He's like, you made me this. I'm going to use it all against you. Like, everything that everything bad that had happened in his life, for the most part, was because of this bird flu. Yeah. <laughs> There's all these things that had happened, and it caused because they didn't want humans to eat them because they had, yeah, evolved, like, evolved yeah. or whatever. And so, it's kind of awesome, though. It's an awesome ending. It's a sad ending. <laughs> Yeah, God, there's like I I don't usually get this still emotional with some hope. Yeah, oh, you it know, does. Olive's still out there kicking so, ass and taking names. So good news, there is, and I don't know where in the timeline this takes place, but so there is a spinoff. There's another series that John Layman does, and I didn't have you read that for this because I haven't read it, and it's a whole nother thing, right? But there's a series called The Outer Darkness, and it's essentially Star Trek, but as a horror. Okay. Um, and they did two volumes of the original series and to wrap it up, they did a crossover with Chew, which apparently starts a spinoff about, you remember the sister that they had, the other sister they showed that had powers just for a little bit where they actually say, they just show her as CHU. Uh, I forgot her name, but she was like, she had short hair. She's then there very temporarily and she works for something else. Okay. So there's a spinoff about her. Okay. So there is more Chew universe out there. It took a long time, but there is more stuff. But um, so on a uh, on a scale of one to ten food related superpowers, what would you give the series? I don't I don't know that I understand your barometer. What? So I like to just put it as a one to ten, but I always tie it into whatever the book is about. So in this case, there's food related superpowers. So I mean, okay. So it's literally a one to ten scale. One to ten. Okay, that's what I mean. I'm not gonna lie. She was like a solid nine. Solid nine. Yeah. Yeah, I fucking love this this book series. It's it, there's a lot of great shit. There's a couple weird things in there just because people that make art tend to be lonely, and I get that. <laughs> uh, but I mean, he made a great fucking story, and the art is beautiful, and it's it's just great. I recommend it awesome yeah i would also give it a nine i it's interesting because like if i had rated it with the ending originally back in 2017 i probably would have given it like a 7.5 which is kind of sad to think about but because i had read it over the span of like years right 
And so I was like, this is the ending, you know? But having gone back, I would definitely, yeah, I would probably give it about a 9, 9.5. It is pretty close to perfect. It's not perfect, but it's pretty damn fucking good. Yeah. You th- might think we spoiled everything, and we did kind of, but not. There's still things we couldn't get there, to. Yeah, there's so much. There's we so much get in to. this world. There's it's- so many characters. There's there's so many. There's so much going on. We didn't get into D Bear D Bear at all. No, and he's <laughs> he's a whole blast. Go he's, check yeah, it out. He's a lot of fun. There is so much. Obviously, hope hopefully, if you've listened to the all the way through, you already read it. But if you hadn't. Go check it out. Check it out. It's great. Um, so I'm going to get to some questions I like to ask at the end uh, about you. Okay. <laughs> uh, so first of all, since we've talked about comic books, what do you can, can you remember some of the earlier stuff, whether it being animated series, a comic book itself, a movie, what was like one of the more uh, influential comic book related pieces of media in your life as far as it goes. Cause I know you're really big in anime and stuff like that. Well, I also got into comics fairly early cause my dad had a bunch of them. So like spawn, I had a bunch of the early issues, like one through 60 oh, wow. of, of spawn. Um, and so I read those a whole bunch. Um, what was it? X factor, something cable was in, um, uh, X force, X force. Uh, I read a bunch of those. I read a whole bunch of what ifs, um, because these are just what were at my hands, you yeah. know? Um, and uh, so we were big on X-Men in, mm-hmm. in my family also. And then the Saturday morning cartoon made it even more so because yeah, it, that was sick. Uh, and so that just, yeah. I, I'd say those are a lot of a lot of really spawn. And then a lot of that, uh, what is that, DC? It's Marvel. Marvel. Yeah. That's DC fine. is like Superman, Batman. That's one. fine. I Slash. mean, he had... Some of those, he was, you know, he didn't confine himself to any one thing is really what it was. He just found shit he liked. Uh, we had Lobo in there a lot. Yeah, that's Because, of course, my dad had Lobo. <laughs> Hearing a little about your dad, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Um, do you have, like, a, you, I know you talked you talked about those. Um, do you have, like, a top five... Um, whether it's a series, series, characters, um, standalone books, as far as comics. I mean, of course, you know, I read a lot of manga mm-hmm. growing up. Um, so, you know, I did, would definitely recommend One Punch Man to anybody if you want a it's good a read. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a, yeah, it's a ton of fun. Really, anything that guy does is honestly, because Mob, Mob Psycho, Psycho is yeah. also <laughs> fucking amazing. Um... I know I've read comics before. I mean, I, of course I loved spawn. That's why I read it. Yeah. Right. Um, the what ifs are, uh, again, another just fun ride. You're not looking for a story, but you're looking for a whole bunch of fun. Go yeah. read them They're And they're, yeah, they're, they're, they're alternate universes of what could have happened if something changed, you know, in a small thing in a comic storyline, yeah. whatever, you know? Um, I said five. No, you said, let's see. Spawn. What if? Oh, of course, Chew's on this fucking list. Chew. Yeah. Uh, and then Nightmares and Fairy Tales is, I think it's a comic. It probably qualifies as a comic. Let's see. Oh, yeah. And the other one, you said One Punch Man. But yeah. Nightmares and Fairy Tales. This is. Let me see here. Let me take a look. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, 
it 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 it's literally he's yeah. he literally just showed me a comic. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know. That's fine. That's that is that is that is by definition a comic book. Yeah. <laughs> Pictures, These. words, panels, it's a comic. Yeah. So the first ones are all about um your traditional fairy tales but they have this particular doll in all of them and it's the fairy tales have twists in them um like beauty and the beast was about some lesbians uh this really artwork actually you were were talking about um uh vasquez vasquez Jonathan Hanasano Maniac and uh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh Vader's M very reminiscent of it, mixed with a little bit of anime to it. Yeah. So you can see how yeah. this is definitely up my alley. Um I really wish it had ever got finished, but it didn't. Uh which is unfortunate. But I love how yeah. it looks. And so yep. it's on my list. There's a lot of stuff out there that didn't finish that I still enjoy. It sucks to be I don't know, one of my one of the things I still wish that they would do continue some way was a show called Reaper that was on like two thousand nine two thousand eight. Um, a lot of fun about a guy who finds out that his father sold his soul to the devil when he was like before he was born basically, and he has like solves mysteries for the devil. It's really weird but fun. Uh, <laughs> if you ever find if you ever see it on Netflix or whatever, I don't know what's streaming on anymore, okay. but it was on for two seasons and then they. Um, had Michael Ian Black as a uh, a gay angel, which was kind of fun. Who there was a big, crazy, awesome ending, but it wasn't an ending. It was a cliffhanger for obviously a really cool third season that never happened. But <laughs> oh well, <laughs> yeah. Some things are just like that. Some things just end. Uh, and then uh, the last thing that I ask here is because uh, we know each other through comedy. That's how right. we know each other. That's how we met. Uh, what was like your, do you remember what inspired you to start doing comedy? I mean, uh, trauma mostly. (laughs) Relatable. relatable. Yeah. I grew up with a lot of Christopher Titus, um, and watching him turn growing up with a shitty family in a shitty part of the U S (laughs) into a story that people could laugh with him at and made me feel a little bit less alone. Uh, that's sort of the kind of thing I'd like to do. Is yeah, be able to translate the terrible shit I went through <laughs> into a way that people can more understand. Uh, one, what that can do to somebody, yeah, and maybe be nice to people, ass hats, uh, <laughs> and, and get some laughs along the way. You're from Alaska too, so you're talking about shitty part of the U.S. Like, oh yeah, it's yeah. It, the shitty, the worst. <laughs> Don't go there. Don't go there. Cool. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I have yet to be in Alaska and I'd probably only do there and go there if I had a reason for comedy, probably. I know there's, yeah, like the a, before you die fest is pretty fun. I've thought about checking, uh, doing that. I, uh, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> uh, uh, and then we talked about a little bit earlier, but like, uh, for plugs, you have your podcast, everything and nothing. Uh, you can find us. I mean, of course, Shady Pines Radio. You can download that app. You'll mm-hmm. catch us every Thursday morning from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Um, and then we upload everything uh, over the weekend in most cases. Don't hold me to that entirely. <laughs> uh, we get depressed, guys. We talk about it on the show. Uh, <laughs> it's fair. And uh, we'll usually have it up by that next weekend. Um, okay. 
So check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you find your podcast. I'm, I'm on a previous episode where I was meaning to be silly roasting you, and then I realized I went a little too far, but that's fine. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't really thinking about it until the end. You're like, well, Gene was just really mean this episode. <laughs> yeah, it turns out Gene's an <laughs> asshole today. I was Tune in like, next yeah. time. <laughs> and you haven't had me back. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Funny how that works. Yeah, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. You can uh, you can find this podcast on uh, Instagram. If updates on it for uh, I release. Uh, this was a weekly podcast due to... Uh, I'll, I'll just announce this right here if you don't haven't seen it on my Instagram page. This is going to be bi-weekly coming forward because I just realized that due to the fact that I edit, record, post, do all that kind of stuff, it takes a lot of time for me to do this. For example, this is like a two-hour episode. It's going to take me a while to get this done. Yeah. Um, so this is going to be bi-weekly going forward from here. But to find out when new episodes release, uh, aside from obviously subscribing on uh, your pod, whatever podcast, whether it's Spotify or wherever else you found this, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, wherever we are right now, wherever we are right now, wherever you listen, uh, if you want to get more information about, you know, hear the pre a preview, I usually do like a little video and a preview, a little picture of the uh, episode advertisement and a preview. You can do that. Uh, I will uh, occasionally recommend comic books that I haven't talked about on the show. You know, that's a great way to do that. Uh, as well, I have a web comic that I should definitely be doing more often called <laughs> Nearly Functional Comics, or it's just called Nearly Functional, but you can find it under Nearly Functional Comics. And because I like things similar, I decided to rename my personal comedic page that if I start doing shows again soon, hopefully that's the case. Uh, you can find the information on that, which is nearly functional comedy. I also just post a lot of really dark things that some people think is depressing and don't realize I'm joking about. So that's fun. Uh, yeah. Cause sometimes Gene doesn't know that Gene's not <laughs> joking. <laughs> comedy is usually coming out of some truth there. That's all I'm saying. That's well, yeah. Saying. Um, <laughs> you're supposed to heal from the trauma first though, then make the jokes. That's supposed to work. And that is I'm fine with it. It just seems like some other people aren't. Anyway. Yeah, your audience, Gene. <laughs> they kind of matter. Yeah, it's true. That's true. Thank you. Anyway, uh, th- <laughs> thanks for coming on here, Chris. This has been a lot of fun. Absolutely. Everybody, thanks for listening and uh, have a great day. Uh, maybe not start cannibalism right now. Let's, maybe don't. Maybe it's not don't. a good time. It's not a good time, you know, especially with reasons. Even flu. <laughs> <laughs>